There is a simple truth that says, what got you here won't get you where you want to be. This week, we're talking about the journey of marriage and the places where we all get stuck and how to get honest about the health of your relationship so that you can find a way forward together. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. So we talk with amazing couples who share their stories and incredible experts who share their wisdom about building a life together. And at the end of every show, we give you a conversation starter so you and your spouse can build more intimacy and connection in your marriage by having conversations that matter. So welcome to episode 119 of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin. And we had a good little uh, sabbatical last week. We did have a good little sabbatical last week. Spring break! Honey, stop flashing me. Every time I say spring break, you don't have to flip your shirt up. That's not part of... Right. It's like a, a, a Pavlovian response. See, if Spring you want to get break! a reaction from people, you have to pick something that, that's actually so far out of the possi- realm of possibility <laughs> that they would go, oh my gosh, Justin's doing that. And I'm also super excited because March Madness starting this week. March Madness. It's oh my gosh. making me mad, baby. Yeah. Um, You know what even made me happier is that I am passing on the tradition of being obsessed with March Madness with my daughter. Oh, my word. When I said the this word. This was hilarious. I said, honey, the brackets are coming out in a couple days. And she just lost her gourd. She just started shaking like like, <laughs> like she was having a seizure or something. Or like, like the atoms inside her were so excited she couldn't. <laughs> And she's seven, and I love her, and we're doing the brackets together. And, and she said, now you won't have to work all those days, will you? You're just going to stay home and watch basketball with me, right? And I said, yes, honey, you're right. I absolutely will do that. Mm-hmm. And what about you, honey? Are you going to watch all the games with us, too? Uh, I will. I'll watch some, yeah. I, it's not my bag, but, no, uh, but I'll watch it's some. it's not your bag. So what is your bag? Um, football. Yeah. 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 Not, going going to see Captain Marvel. That's my bag. Yeah. Superhero movies, definitely your bag. Definitely not my bag. I've just been so creatively drained. Mm. Uh, I just, I'm looking forward to going to see that movie and just get, like, appreciate some creativity. Oh, get your juices flowing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's food for my soul. All right. So speaking of your soul, today yes. we're going to talk about... Souls? The journey... To legendary. Every yeah. couple has a journey. And we always talk about from, we want to go from roommates to soulmates. Yeah. And it's but we're going to back it up so and look cool. a little bit at, at even a bigger picture there today. Um, you know, it's this journey that Danielle said. And that that's the first point that we wanted to share is like marriage is an adventure. Mm-hmm. It's not a destination. It's not, it's not like a car that gets a flat tire and so we fix it or the engine starts running rough. So we go in and get it tuned up and then we're done and, please, and then we can go and like focus on important things. Please stop referring to marriage as, as even oh, in the same please, sentence with a car. Please, please, 
please don't refute, don't refer to coaching or counseling or getting uh, assistance or or just being intentional about investing in your marriage as uh, a to-do list item or, uh, uh, you know, fixing the car or getting the oil changed or things like that. Please, please don't do that. Okay. What's cool about the journey that we're going to talk about today is like, I'm picturing it as like, um, a map, like you go certain places and then sometimes you go back to certain places Mm -hmm. and then, um, you go to new destinations and you go back and then you might go back again. So, we shared some of this uh, last week on our masterclass uh, on the Legendary Marriage page on, on Facebook. Uh, we shared this and a whole lot more. Um, but we wanted to come this week and kind of bring it here because I just I think it's so important, the, the perspective shift, the mindset shift that comes with this idea. It's not a destination. It is an adventure. And on the way... To legendary, there are these six different kinds of rest stops, these kind of places that we find ourselves in. And if we're not careful, we can get ourselves get lost. Some there. of these rest stops are like nasty gas stop, uh, like bathrooms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where like the toilet seat is only attached with like half of one bolt, and it and just like you slides. Definitely around don't want to like, go oh. back there. You kind of want to just squat over the seat real quick and then move on. <laughs> So we've gone from referring to to marriage as uh, a broken down car to now it's a a nasty rundown gas station bathroom. And some are I, like I think we might be headed in the wrong some direction. Some are like the Grand Canyon. Like you could just stare at it all day. Yeah. And you could be there like forever. Um but okay, so the truth is not all of us will spend time in all of these areas, but chances are you're going to stop by at some point you, you, in each one of these. You're going to at least do a drive-by. You're going to do a drive-by. You're going to at least squat over the seat and move on. And our, if you're honest, we've all been in these places, whether you've been married for a week yeah. or a hundred years. Wow. A hundred years? Yes. Jeez. Who's been married a hundred years? Uh, uh, in about mo- um, in about 75 years, we'll be married Noah, almost a hundred years. Noah was probably married a hundred years. Uh, maybe. Okay. All right. So here we go. Let's start out. Like <laughs> not all of us start out. We definitely hopefully wouldn't start out at this stage, but no. this is like the stage where you're still married but you may get divorced pretty soon. You've heard us talk about the idea that a crisis, betrayal, death, or disappointment, something that we would consider bad, is going to happen. Like, life happens. Stuff happens. And when we say crisis, betrayal, death, or disappointment, it can mean uh, something inside the relationship, a betrayal or a disappointment or a crisis that's generated by, by one of the two of you or by the both of you. Or it could be an outside influence. It could be a, an illness. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, your one of your parents died or something like that. It's mm-hmm. just... The kids struggling in school, your your health, your, you know, something happens to, to a friend, a neighbor. Like, life happens. Yeah. And so when that comes along... How we respond Mm. is up to us. Like those crisis, betrayal, death, and disappointment can be either, they can either divide us or bring us closer together. Yeah. See, that's what... Uh, that's what I love about some of the couples that are always showing up in our communities. I'm continually, continually thrilled 
by how whatever disappointment crisis whatever brings people closer yeah. together in it and well, i'm always about, shocked by it so i think about people that we've had on the on the podcast before adrian and jason have mm-hmm. gone through stuff uh trey and melody have gone through stuff glenn and debbie have gone through stuff i mean like every couple we've ever had the opportunity to sit and talk with have gone all through. the way back to the first couple we ever interviewed yeah which is ryan and alexis sure have have had crisis, betrayal, death, disappointment happen in their life together. Sure. And when we're there, the, that, that, those inciting incidents, crisis, betrayal, death, mm-hmm. disappointment, have a tendency to be right at the heart of this first kind of stage or stop or season that we're talking about. Okay. And I want to share, here are the six stops that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about adversaries, acquaintances, roommates, teammates, soulmates, and legends. Okay, so let's start off with adversaries. My guess is when you start falling in love and dating and everything, it's not like a chronological thing. It's not like you start with adversaries because that would be very weird. Um, But the crisis, betrayal, death, or disappointment has definitely taken them down. Yeah. Um, They have... Think old movies. Okay. Uh, Money Pit. Okay. Oh, they War turn... Of the Roses. Oh my gosh, they turn on each other big time. Yeah. Like, they can barely even stand to be in the same room well, with each can't. other. When, yeah. when you're in this place of adversaries, it, it's it's everything just shy of, uh, and maybe even not shy of it. Like, I just wish you were dead. I, mm-hmm. I want the other person to stop using oxygen. There's not enough oxygen on the earth. They're a waste. Please just stop being around me, stop breathing, stop being in, in my life. Yeah. Um, I know that sounds incredibly harsh, Yeah, but if we're honest, we've all had some version of that thought, that feeling, that, that place in the middle of a conflict, in the middle of a crisis. Well, I want to share, I know we've shared our story before on the podcast of in 2005, when we had, um, you know, we had debt collectors calling us. We were rehabbing our house. We were, you had gone through a job loss. We had, you know, there were a lot of cards that were stacked against us in that season. But the thing about it was, is we could have, which we did finally end up doing, was coming together and facing it together. Yeah. But in the beginning, what happened was we were blaming each other and the other person had definitely like done something malicious to get us in that situation. We, you assume <laughs> the worst here. Yes. And that's that place of adversaries. You're hurt. You're separated. You, you can't even share space with each other. Mm. Like there, there's no affability. There's no, there's no peace here. Right. It's just pure contention. Okay. And so what's helpful in this place is just to really get real about what is it that you're bringing to the relationship yeah. in this place? And obviously it takes two to tango, but what are you bringing that's maybe contempt or contentious or whatever? And this is the key. It, you, you can't move out of this place until you, one, each of you are able to own your responsibility in the, the, the relationship, in the circumstance. And two, until you're able to start asking and offering forgiveness. Mm. 
Like so there, there is no building a vision together and creating a wonderful life together when this hurt and resentment and contempt so deep is is so deep and it's so present. Okay. So the next stop, okay, so obviously adversaries you want to squat over that and move on. But yeah. here we go. Acquaintances. Okay. Like you can coexist. You can coexist in this space. You're not like about to smother each other in your sleep. But there's no collaboration here. It's just like, okay, I'm doing my thing. You're doing your thing. And we're fine. You're, you're, you. I'm fine. You're fine. We're all fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. I love it's that word, fine. fine. Fine, 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 fine. There's fine. a lot of stonewalling or, um, also a good way to say this too is um, maybe there's a lot of passive aggressiveness, mm-hmm. defensiveness. We're just we're we're we coexist. We're walking on eggshells but, for sure. But like, we're not collaborative. No, like, we don't want to set off the bomb yeah. at this point. Like we because, know we could because but the don't. wound is still so fresh. The crisis, betrayal, death, the disappointment is still so fresh mm-hmm. that even the slightest move, everything feels like like a claymore mine wired to your front door. Ah. Like if you, if I've been watching burn notice again, oh if, you, my if gosh. you open the door without thinking about it, kaboom, everything just goes off. The slightest thing will set off ridiculous conflict. So you're walking on eggshells and it leaves both of you in this reactive, very tentative place. And the thing that's keeping this very thin, very uh, false sense of peace is denial and avoidance. Mm. Yeah, I feel like you're going to think like if we just ride this out, it'll it's got to get better mm-hmm. because we do still at the root love each other. Mm-hmm. But the truth is we just don't want to face the pain. We just want to hope that mm-hmm. if we keep the peace long enough, we'll just move through it. I have a real bone to pick here mm. because as a pastor... As a coach, as somebody who's worked with couples for years and years and years, I have seen too many couples end up in this place and never find their way out Mm. for a couple reasons. One, they haven't been straight up guided by a coach, a counselor, a pastor, somebody who says, guys, you got to work through reality and forgiveness because a lack of, of knowing your and owning your stuff and asking and offering forgiveness for each other will keep you stuck in this acquaintance place. Yeah. You see how it, it, it's a lie. Acquaintances is a lie. You're still really existing as adversaries, even though you're, you're saying... You're civil. You're civil. You're civil. Yeah, you're right? civil. It, it's, it's like a momentary ceasefire. But the minute the slightest thing goes wrong... The slightest hair trigger on the mine. Yeah. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> and and so many couples have have either gotten bad bad guidance here. Yeah. And said, if you if you focus on just the communication skills to but no, it's it's look in the mirror and own your stuff and and work through forgiveness. Mm. Like there is no way forward without forgiveness here. Yeah. There is no way forward without forgiveness. And the second piece is that people, um, they just exist in this idea that if we just keep praying, if we just keep hoping, wishing, praying, then God will fix things. 
God will miraculously transform something and everything will get better. Our circumstances like... will change and so the relationship will get better. Something um, supernatural will happen here. Well, the the couples here are also stuck in like freeze mode. You know mm-hmm. how you talk about f- yeah. fight, flight, or freeze and in extreme circumstances faint. But um, this is couples stuck in the freeze mode. Yep. Like if we just ride this out, it's... You know, it, our hope is that we'll get past it, but they're so frozen that they're not a lot of times willing to take action because mm-hmm. they're afraid of going back to adversaries. Yeah. So. I, I think of a couple that we worked with a while ago. Um, we'll call them Dane and Susie. And um, this is where they were when they came to us. It was, it was this place of like, we're okay, mm-hmm. but, but we know we're not okay. And first, it's acknowledging the courage of saying that, of yeah. being like, hey, we're okay, but we know we're not really okay. Because just because you're not trying to kill each other doesn't mean you're not killing each other. Mm. And so when we came to us, the work we did with them was moving through a reality check of, okay, each person, how have you shown up? How has your presence how have how have you contributed to where you're at mm. and getting really honest with that in in an almost kind of 12 step aa kind of a fashion is how we deal yeah. with that like it's a ruthless inventory yeah and then moving into a place of 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 forgiveness it's a choice it's not a feeling it's a choice yeah and you know what and i want to say just about the courage that those couples that that couple had that was willing to do the hard work to come out on the other side. Because think about anything that you want. Maybe like, let's say it's a promotion at work or something. You had to bust your hump to get that promotion, okay? So anything that's worth is worth fighting for, Mm -hmm. okay? So the couples that are able to, like you said, get real, get honest, and say, hey, things are not fine here, um, we need to work. Um, those are the courageous ones, and they can go to the next stop, which is roommates. Yeah. So roommates, okay, you know how we talk about roommates to soulmates. Roommates, I feel like, is where a lot of us reside. A lot of us reside in roommates. Yeah, and, and it's, it's it, it, the roommate zone is, it's, things are functional, like responsibilities are handled, you 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 cohabitate, mm-hmm. you collaborate. Um, there there's there's either, but but it starts to fall apart when we get really zero in on on one aspect. And it's couples in the roommate zone are either living independently. Mm-hmm. I have my life, you have your life. Yeah. We just happen to be living our lives in the same proximity. Right. And there's no malice there. And, no. And there, no. There, and, and this is the thing. Like either the pain from the crisis, betrayal, death or disappointment has faded enough that yeah. it's just not present. Yeah. And, and, and there aren't the explosive uh, conflicts. No, you're not living on the edge or anything. Um, or so they're either living in this place of independent and like, this is how we make it work. Mm-hmm. I have my stuff. She has her stuff or you have your stuff. And, and we just, we touch base, we, we, we stay on, on the same pace, but we're very independent. Or 
the bonding agent is not independence. It becomes codependence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? It's just rooted in this, this shadowy version of ourselves where, where we go, it's good enough. Yeah. Or like you're, you're doing, when you bring up the word codependence, it's like, I feel like at the root of it, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be dealt with, but I think how it shows up, you're trying to love the other person Mm -hmm. and maybe like defer to them on a decision Mm -hmm. or do what they would like to do or, you know, things like that. You kind of lean into like, I I just want to make you happy. So we're going to do things your way. And what it comes down to is two people, two brilliant, amazing people playing small. Mm, yeah. It's just plain playing small here. Mm-hmm. Like trying to make sure that we don't press in to anything too far because we're still honestly living in this unhealthy space. So I want to say too, is like a lot of words that we hear in this place are that you feel bored or, you know, maybe you're just feeling busy or, you know, you feel stuck, like you're doing the same old things all the time. But the truth is, yeah, you're just feeling disconnected. You're feeling Mm -hmm. alone. Um, But it's you're not blaming the other person, but in an attempt to bring life back to things, sometimes you go into high drama just to feel something. (laughs) So so in the acquaintance place, we're trying to trying to snuff out all drama. Yeah, because it, it, it goes from conflict, which, by the way, footnote, conflict is a healthy, productive opportunity for two people who are passionate about something yeah. to create alignment, to get on the yeah. same page. Yeah. Confrontation is what happens when we have two people whose goal isn't to get on the same page, isn't alignment, it's to win. Go and for that's the jugular. Where compromise comes from. <laughs> so the roommates, we're living in this place of compromise. And this is one of those myths about marriage that's out there that people talk about constantly. Well, compromise is important to a marriage. I've, I've, I've sat and listened to experts, gurus, counselors talk about this and prescribe this idea of compromise. And I got to tell you, I think it's complete and utter BS. Compromise means somebody wins, somebody loses. And that is not, absolutely not, the nature, the heart, the value, the, the desire, the, the hope of marriage in the slightest. In, in, in our house, compromise is a four-letter word. Speaking of a Claymore mine, boom, just set one off. <laughs> we'll, so have some good, roommates, we'll have some good conversations about that in the Facebook group this week. Yeah. Okay. So in this place of roommates, we're functional. Th- responsibilities are handled. Things are okay. There's a level of connection there. Mm-hmm. Like we're friends. We have a good, we have a decent friendship. Like things are okay. Maybe you have a great sex life. Maybe you don't. Like Let's not let's not prescribe or ascribe the quantity or quality of sex as a measure of the success or health of a marriage. Mm. This is another mistake that that is oh. is way too propagated. Um, but but underneath it, something is holding you back, and you know it. Mm. And and you're saying something like, I, I just I, sometimes I just feel alone. 
And, and this is this is the place where, again, reality is your friend. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is the path forward. And then we start talking about some of the skills and the tools uh, about emotional intelligence, about understanding the heart of marriage and what it really means, and the the and then starting to have powerful conversations around what we call the core four: sex, money, health, and impact. These are the ways to start moving out of the roommate zone and towards the next stop on the journey, mm, which is teammates. Teammates. Teamwork Team makes the dream work. Teammates is all about divide and conquer. It's a strategy for success. Like our calendars are synced. We're handling life like a boss. The kids get to the practices. The school projects get done. The bills get paid. The vacations get planned. The Christmas has a big stack of stuff. Everything is good. Like, And we've, we're solid friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we have fun together. We, uh, we look forward to time together. Um, but... The only thing that's a little bit lacking here in this teammate zone is the deep intimacy and connection. You know, I mean, we all want to feel like we're seriously seen and heard and known. And in the teammates, it can be like highly functional, highly functional. And on the outside, it looks great. Think about a team at, at work. Uh, like, and I'll use a white collar kind of business context. Sure. You're on a team at work. Everybody on the team has a specific role, a specific responsibility. We sit around a table together at meetings mm-hmm. or at screens, you know, virtually meeting through Zoom or something, looking at each other across the table from each other, so to speak. Sure. So it's very functional. It's very goal oriented. And we're accomplishing those goals. When the team dynamics are healthy, when there's trust and commitment and healthy conflict, and there's, there's this, uh, this holistic view of everyone's role and the importance of it. And, and everyone is valued. Their voice is valued. Yeah. So for us, I feel like we were super in this teammates place when Allie was about a year old. So our oldest was a year. So we only had one child. This was the first time we had ever stayed home. Yeah. Like I had, like I had always worked up until this point. And then I'm staying home with baby and you were working from home and working from an office and you were ready to leave that job and start your own coaching practice. I I think even back a step from that, like when we brought her home from the hospital and we, we literally, I remember you sitting on the sofa Mm. with her and, and stressing out about it, a bunch of stuff. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. You keep you and the baby alive. I will take care of everything else. I got the bills. I got the cooking. I got the cleaning. I got the laundry. I got everything else. Yeah. You focus on keeping the baby alive and keeping yourself alive. Yeah. Lean into family, friends as much as you can, right? Like, right. and having people come over to just hold the baby for 20 minutes so you can take a shower. That's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we kind of made that division there. Yeah, I love it. And it set us up in a way, you're right, it set us up in this teammate zone for a long time. Yeah, and like... 
I was saying like about a year later, we were looking for this big career transition. And then we actually made a decision to sell our home and buy an RV and travel the U.S. And... (laughs) I still laugh at the sound of that out loud. It's so crazy. Like I think of people listening. Nothing goes more into the teammate zone than having to sell your house, um, pack up everything, and And we and we we decided to do it in a very short period of time too. Yeah, we did it in like a month. Basically, start a new life. Yeah, as nomads. (laughs) And and the idea of the hustle. Yes. Can really, it, it, it can bring you together in a powerful way. And we talk about that a lot with people. Well, it could divide you. But it can divide you. Yeah. But we made the choice. I mean, I don't know how intentional we were back then to make that an actual choice. But it was so exciting to us. Like, for us, when we try something new, we create something new together, it brings us alive. And we love to create together. We love to start a new thing together. We love to have a hustle because, um, you know, the whole idle hands thing, like the teammates are all about getting it done yeah. and taking names. You know? we, we were in teammates for a while, I think off and on uh, when we were trying to get pregnant. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, yeah. We had sure. a goal. You had your roles. I had my roles. We did. We did what we needed to do. So, so here's the thing. Teammates is a, actually, it's not a bad place to be, but it's not all that marriage can be. It's not even close. So, so if this is the place, if this resonates with you, like there's hope for something more. Mm. Here's the deal. Teammates, it's, it's characterized by this divide and conquer strategy for life that is on the surface successful. We're synced up. We're getting stuff done. Life is handled. We have, we have a solid friendship, a solid relationship. Like there isn't a lot of high drama conflict. We don't have a lot of, of, uh, uh, um, confrontational things. We just kind of go with the flow and things are good. And underneath it, we're experiencing this lack of feeling real deep intimacy and connection of really feeling seen and heard and known and Mm -hmm. loved. Listen to this for who we are. There's a lot of conditionality here in performance. If, I, if we're a team and I stop and I'm not pulling my weight in my role, now all of a sudden we start, a division starts happening, mm-hmm. right? The team dynamic starts to suffer. So the way forward from teammates is really about investing consistently in the relationship. Mm. It becomes more about who you're becoming together than what you're accomplishing together. Yeah, so good. And we do that by, again, working through those same basic principles of the reality check and forgiveness and, and starting to dream and vision together, but then really applying and look at what are, what are some of the, the 12 habits of legendary marriages and what are the structures and intentionality that you can add into life to begin to um, create more intimacy and connection. Yeah, I think that's the key there is stuff's handled. You've yeah. got you've got a control on everything, but you just add in that level of intentionality yeah. and add in that um it feels more soft and gooey to me. Like yeah. add in yeah. some more of the soul connection yeah. here. This is where date nights 
mm. um, getaways, where time and and real conversation can really help. And and the, the resource that we drive people at constantly mm-hmm. that helps in all of these, but really begins to anchor things in the teammate zone is the sachet check-in. Yeah. If you want to grab a free copy of it, it ta- it talks you all the way through how to do it, um, gives you some examples, legendarymarriage.com slash check-in, C-H-E-C-K-I-N, and we'll put that in the show notes, of course. All right. Now on we're moving to on. to the next kind of stop on the way. Soulmates. And it's called Soulmates, yeah. Soulmates. And this is where... No, no, this- wait, honey. I feel like we should say it at the same time because it's Soulmates. Okay. The next stop is... Soulmates. soulmates you sounded kind of lame let's try that again soulmates, soulmates. <laughs> this is the soulmates is where you it, finish it, each it, other's sentences yeah it's those couples that you look at them and you're like oh my word how how is it i want that no matter how good you feel like your relationship is you look at these people and you're like wow now most of them aren't as great as we think that they are well, right? you know, there's, there's, that. there's the, you know, we always put the best foot forward on social media and things like sure, that. But the sure. reality is couples who are in the soulmate place have deep, rich intimacy and connection. And I'm not talking about just banging out sex every day. Oh, dying. I'm talking about physical, spiritual, emotional intimacy and connection. But they might bang out sex every day. They may. Uh, they're having powerful conversations, not just about what do we need to accomplish? How do we need to get this? this thing to that place or this kid to this practice or whatever, but they're having conversations about their hopes, their dreams, their fears, their challenges, the things that they're most passionate about in life. Mm, Like there's no, there's no holding back here. You feel totally secure that if you share a dream, you share a hope that it's going to be uh, safely and vulnerably like received and like even embraced yeah. um, from that place. There's no fear of um, it landing flat. It's they it's they come end back. they end up at this this place of uh, undoubtable alignment. Like even when mm. we have conflict, we know that underneath it all, we're on the same page about this topic, this issue, this circumstance because we have had conversation about it. We've had experiences already where it's where our belief, our commitment has been tested, and we know that we will stay true to it. Mm, so good. Or adapt together. Um, I love the the conflict here too. Yeah, is it's shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Okay, it's like us against the world. There's no, we don't turn on each other as a default. We we turn to the problem. We face the problem head on and the two of us together tackle the issue. There's no attacking each other from the soulmate's place. And that feels really, really solid and comfortable and foundational um, from, you know, there's no, there's no wavering from that. And soulmates are living out the heart of marriage, that commitment and courage and compassion and community connection. They're living it out actively, mm-hmm. like on a daily basis. And they're speaking the truth and love to each other. Another asterisk, pet mm. peeve, is when people say, I'm just speaking the truth in love. <laughs> and they're using it as an excuse to crap all over each other. No, don't do that. Like being critical and, and, and 
harsh to people. That's going to send you back. Not speaking truth in love. (laughs) It's usually not even speaking truth. Yeah, it's just the unfiltered. uh, Yeah, yeah. We use it as an excuse to be a jerk. Speaking the truth in love is this: it's calling forth the best in someone, calling forth their best, not calling out their worst. Yeah. Calling forth their best. And soulmates call each other forth time and time again. I know, like, for me, this is a part, uh, like, you sometimes challenge me in this place where I'll say something that seems pretty off, and you notice, like, hmm, that doesn't really seem like something Danielle would say or share or do. So you... I don't want to say you test me on it, but you say like, Danielle, what's that? What's that about? Like, where's that coming from? And it really does challenge me to look inwardly and go, okay, Danielle, like, what is this about? Like, is this truly what you're wanting to put out there? Or is this like, okay, you're hangry because you haven't eaten for <laughs> two hours. Well, and- <laughs> and to be honest, you're, to be honest, when we have those kinds of moments, your reaction tends to be, screw you, and that, then come back a few minutes later or a day later and go, oh, yeah, you know, I was thinking about what you said, and yeah, you're, you're yeah, there, there might be something I think accurate the way there. that I recall this is that I say screw you in my head, nah, not but so then much. I... <laughs> no. So here's the thing. Soulmates is a great place to be, and if you're in this place, like blessings upon you. Woo! But here's the thing. Soulmates tend to be couples who are almost solely inwardly focused. On each other. On each other, on our marriage, on our stuff, on us, 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 us. And I think about like, this is where we, we were for a few months, um, uh, right up into and right after Christmas this year. And we had some friends call us out on it. Like, I mean, we've been in this place largely sure, sure. Um, in a big way over the last couple of years. Like we, we've been very focused on what kind of relationship we are having and our family and, and, and our inward goals. Yeah. And we had some close friends say, you know, like we feel abandoned. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact is we, we kind of have abandoned some people and you're admitting this. Yeah. I, I mean, you have to because, because it's just true. It's just, tr- it's just facts. It's right. just information. And what we do with it is what matters. So we're trying to now start making some adjustments about how we're seeing our priorities and how we're, we're um, making our time work mm-hmm. because we have, we have a lot of great people in our life. And, Very true. and we're not, we don't want to you know, exclude people or cut them out of our life. Yeah. Yes. So we got to focus a little bit. We got to widen the circle a little bit. So the next step, legends. All right. So legends, they are about writing a story. Like yeah. what is the future going to look like? What impact are we going to have on the world? 
you know, what are our kids going to say about us? What are people going to say at our 50th wedding anniversary about the impact we've had on the, our neighbors, our friends, the world around us? Um, these people are unbreakable women untamable men, unstoppable couples, love. And so here's what we mean when we say this. Unbreakable women. We're not talking about hard, harsh, (laughs) like you have to be a man, act like a man women. Mm -mm. We're talking about the grace, the beauty, the power, the strength that that is the feminine. Yeah. That is resilient and wise and deeply deeply committed to um to love that's an unbreakable woman standing in the truth of who she is in her strength amen untamable men guys this is not about what's the last the latest mountain you're climbing the the plane you're jumping out of the 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 thing that you beat at work the the new boss fight in, in a video game Becoming an untamable man is about knowing who you are and how you show up in the world in your strength, in your courage, in your, in your brilliance as a son of God, as a, as a leader, not just in the marketplace, but in your community, in your world, and most importantly, in your home. Mm. And together, when an unbreakable, strong, beautiful, powerful woman and a courageous, strong, brilliant, powerful man come together in this place of becoming legends, they are unstoppable. Absolutely unstoppable. When the crisis, death, betrayal, disappointment comes along, it just kind of goes around them. They just move right through it. Um, when, When circumstances aren't working, they know that they have the faith and the courage to endure and enjoy every season along the way. And even further than that, they use it for God's glory. They use it for impact. They use it for others. Um, You know, we have a couple in, in the legendary marriage group that went through, you know, multiple bouts with cancer and things like that. And it's like now they're using it to help others do the yeah. same thing and teach them how to get through it and and embrace all the parts that seemed ugly at the time, but really were making them stronger. So I want to say these legends, they are eternally and externally focused. Yes. They're like um, our impact is going to reverberate through the generations, end of period, like, amen. Like, yes. that's what they're going to do. That's what a legend is, right? Yeah. It's a story that is so powerful that it is told and retold and written and rewritten for generations to come. Yeah. It has, it is the story of a man or a woman or a couple or a family or a group that are so passionately committed to making an impact in the world. That the story is told in epic proportions. Mm, yes. Um, I love the way you said uh, eternally and externally focused. Yeah. That, that's it. Right? Couples who truly become legends 
have a growth mindset. Yep. They're always growing. They, they know that the journey isn't over and it never is. They're focused on making a generational impact, right? Not just, I want to get, I want to accomplish this stuff for me. So I have a sense of fulfillment and I can overcome my demons and, and, you know, feel confident and everything. Mm -hmm. That's all great stuff. I want to accomplish these things. I want to become all I'm meant to be so that I'm leading and living and leaving a legacy for my kids, for, for my family, for generations to come, for my, com for my neighborhood, my community, mm -hmm. as well as the world. And the truth is, when you live in that mindset, it may sound like you're giving it all away, but the truth is what comes back to you is tenfold as well. Like yeah. how much richer is it when you build into somebody, when you, um, you know, think about your kids or your neighbors or the world around you. How many times have you like, let's say, you know, gone on a mission trip or something like that. And you always say, this is kind of like the cheesy saying, but it's so true. You're like, I came back more blessed than the people that I was helping sure. or whatever. Um, it's just true. Like when you, when you um, build into the world around you, it's going to bless you tenfold. And we need couples who are living in this place. Mm -hmm. We need their mentorship, their guidance, their leadership, not just in our marriages and our families, but in our lives, in our world. We need them in our churches, in our communities, in our politics. We need these people who have been down the road. They've got some experience. Like you don't become a legendary couple by just Over, overnight. overnight. Yeah. You, you got to go through the stuff. And, and, and so here's this underlying story from adversaries through acquaintances and roommates and teammates and soulmates and legends. There is, there is a truth underneath this. We're all living these stories, mm -hmm. right? And the story is shaped by three roles. Which role you play is up to you. Largely, it is up to you. The crisis, betrayal, death, disappointment will come. If you're familiar with Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, it's the defining part of the journey is the transformation of the hero mm. through the trials and challenges, through the supreme ordeal. It's going to come. <laughs> it is going to come. To believe that you are going to escape that or avoid it or shortcut it is naive, foolish, or just plain crazy. <laughs> Here's the secret. Choose how you're going to respond. You can play one of three roles. You can play the villain, the one who gets hurt and says, I've been hurt, so I'm going to hurt everybody else because I'm hurt. Mm. You can play the victim, the one who says, I've been hurt and I have no way of, of responding, so I'm going to stay hurt and live out of my hurt. This is a lie, folks. Like, I know that we've all got these hurts. You're not a victim. Mm. You are not a victim. Please don't choose to be the victim. Or you can play the role of the hero. Here's the thing about the hero. The hero says, we, I've gone through stuff. I've been hurt, wounded, broken. I'm going to live in such a way 
that I'm going to live for others. I'm going to do my darndest to make a world where nobody else has to go through that. Where nobody else gets hurt in the same way I, I get hurt. And it's an uphill battle. And it's, there, there's, no, there's no, ah, yes, you, you're, you're done. You've defeated this, this, <laughs> this evil, atrocity, yeah. horror, uh, abuse, pain, source that, that wounded you. And I, and I also want to, to say this, is that because we're all on the journey, we're going to go through the different stops. Yeah. We're going to stop here and then we're going to go back and stop there and then we're going to move forward and we're going to stop here. And it's always fluctuating. Yeah. So yeah, I like how Justin said, like, don't ever feel like you've arrived or you're stuck in a certain place. It definitely fluctuates. It's a rest stop. We are all on the journey to legendary baby. Yes. Um, you are writing a legend every day Yeah. in the eyes of your spouse, in the eyes of God, in the eyes of your kids, your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, your family. And I want to just say too, like if you're thinking, man, I want to, I want to stop on the next stop. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to kick it up a notch or, you know, whatever the places that you're in, we would love to be able to support you in that. So check out legendarymarriage.com slash check-in. This is a great way to build some more of that intimacy and connection or even dream a little. Um, It can fit you whatever stop you are on the path to legendary. So hit that up at legendarymarriage.com slash check-in. All right, and now the talk about it segment of the show. Each week we bring you a challenge to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. All right, so here's the question this week. Where are you on the path to legendary? Are you right now, are you in adversaries? Are you in acquaintances? Are you roommates? Are you teammates? Are you soulmates? Are you legends? And, you know... When you have a conversation around that, it's like, what do we, where do we want to be? Like, so have that conversation this week. So that's it for today's show. Yeah. Reality's your friend there. And as always, we're talking about the hot topics from the podcast and so much more in our free community on Facebook. So come join the conversation at legendarymarriage.com slash community. You can find this episode and the show notes at legendarymarriage.com slash 119. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Legendary Marriage Podcast. This is Danielle and Justin reminding you, don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.